Kumbaya, brethren. Kumbaya. Which is actually Hebrew roots for get a life, dude. The life of Jesus, man. Of the great I am. So you don't end up in a gutter somewhere drinking sewage with gum in your hair. <laughs> Shaka. I like Shaka better than Selah because it means drink it. Drink the word. Of Big Bird. So your life ain't a dirty turd. Word, word, the bird of the word. <laughs> that nasty, fantasy-looking bird of false Christianity is gonna die today. You got your fantasy bird hunting license for blowing the heads off of fantasy Christian demons. Not believers, they're devils. Big difference now. One's murder, the other is loving deliverance. There's literally people that don't even know the difference. Here we are again, in the glory of the good story of the Holy Ghost who knows the most and to him tonight we lift up a toast hallelujah there is a wisdom in this place we just thank you father for the angel of wisdom and all the thousands of angels of wisdom under the order of wisdom under the seven spirits of wisdom, under Jesus Christ, made our wisdom, King of Wisdom, and the Archangel of Wisdom, Sophia, and all the thousands of ministering spirits, which are angels of God the Father's wisdom, into your spirit, and through your spirit, into your soul and through your soul into your mind and through your mind into your bones once it hits your bones the natural quality of your life increases if it stays suppressed down underneath the soul down in the underground of the goblin kingdom in the bog of stench as it is written he stinketh John chapter 11, amen? Everyone can memorize the scripture tonight. Just two words. John 11. You don't need the verse number, that don't matter. Catholics added all that crap anyhow. It's John 11. He stinketh. You can quote that one all the time. 
in the new wine. Have a really good divine time. In your renewed mind. So, as you grow, you flow, and you glow, you really get to know Jesus in the heavenly flow. You really get to get delivered from caring what others think and their opinions or judgments, but that's just stage one. So a lot of times you're just breaking off the people's judgments of you and you're just like, freedom, 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 which is good. You need freedom. I have come to set you free that you might have perfected liberty in the glory, Jesus said. It is for freedom I save you. And the purpose of the Messiah is for an ever-increasing glory, anointed freedom, and abundant life. Freedom and abundant life without strife against your brothers. Which means your spirit is completely content with God the Father's fathering right where you're at and you're not serving demons so that you need something else that God doesn't have which is usually witchcraft people oftentimes in their well-meaning intentions they want personal ministry but what they actually want is their souls and their sins coddled by some kind of leader or authority figure to give them permission in their sin you see it everywhere can some kind of leader, a mother or father or brother or sister or some kind of person in authority approve my soul life or pray for my soul life or improve my soul life? Any leader that is not burning up your soul life is not giving you the gospel. Healing comes through the baptism of fire. False healing of false Christianity is pray for me all the time and I always have problems. If you are still asking for prayer for the same stuff year after year after year, you might not be in real Christianity. Because the Bible says real Christianity goes from glory to glory in your spirit. Which means you're not in your spirit. You're completely deceived. You're bewitched. And you're incarcerated by the fallen angels in a false kingdom of heaven, in a false salvation, in a false Christianity, and you're surrounded by false brethren that just put band-aids on their stuff. You need to get into the spirit, which is the river. You need to drink from the Holy Spirit and then get totally saved by the river that saved Jesus. Jesus got saved from death, the Bible says. He was locked up. He died the death of deaths, which is three deaths. All the sins of the world came on him, past, present, and future. He died spiritually, morally, mentally, and physically. With all sin, iniquity, and transgression, which is all wrongdoing possible in every dimension of existence, whether it be sorcery, whether it be witchcraft, whether it be robbing and stealing and manipulating in the marketplace, every single sin lost its power to kill, steal, and destroy in his flesh. Amen? In his flesh. 
Now, in his flesh, you have to get engrafted. In his flesh, you have to live and move and have your being. His flesh is not your flesh after you're born again. Being born again, the Bible teaches, John chapter 3, his spirit comes into your spirit, but the Bible does not teach that his flesh comes into your flesh. That is, after the spiritual regeneration. This is why Christians get sick. This is why Christians are poor. Jesus has trillions of dollars around him in heaven. Trillions. He had millions of dollars. The wise men brought $56 million at birth. Okay? Scholars said the three kings that came out of the east, these were kings of nations, scholars now, the majority of scholars estimate the number of the amount of gold that was given to the Messiah as a child was on average 56 million US dollar, dollars today in its current value, okay? Jesus was born a millionaire. Now, I don't know what kind of demonic Christianity you have going on in America, but it's certainly anti-ancient Israel. Do you understand ancient Israel culture to be poor was the equivalent to be a sinner. Do you understand that? If you read the Old Testament, the evidence that you are not in sin amongst righteous men, wise men. Now, we got some kind of Gentile Christianity here that doesn't even have Old Testament wisdom in it, and that's why we're just so screwed up. You need the Old Testament for wisdom, the Bible says. The New Testament says, without the Old Testament, you have no wisdom. We need wisdom so desperately right now. Real ancient wisdom. Restore the ancient path. What do you think the ancient path is? Wisdom. Jesus Christ's wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Proverbs wisdom. Psalms wisdom. Ecclesiastes wisdom. You need so much wisdom that you're operating in the same wisdom as the ancients who practice wisdom in the Old Testament, but with all the benefits of the New Testament, which means in spirit and the development of your spirit. Not just having Yahweh on the outside, having Yahweh's throne as the very foundation of your spirit on the inside. That's the New Covenant. Most of you Christians are Old Covenant Christians because you practice Christ on the outside. And you get some benefits from that. Most of those people still go to heaven because their hearts love Jesus. But they never develop the new covenant. They just stay old covenant with just some faith in their minds. They got a born-again spirit here, but they never discover the glory. They never recognize Christ. They never find the kingdom of heaven within them. They have no foundation. There's no mountain. So that Father God's invincibility... Father God's ability is practically unknown inside the born-again believer's spirit. Most of you think that you need someone to pray for you, that you need someone to pour something on your head or anoint your flesh with oil or lay hands on your brain, like something on your head is going to help you. Now, it'll help you. Pouring oil on your head will help your mind stay fresh from all the lies of Satan, you need fresh oil on your head. But if you don't understand the source and the building up of the Spirit, 
You'll be lost and dependent like babies in diapers looking for bottles your whole Christian lives. And that's basically been over 99% of Christianity for the last 2,000 years. The mature ones were persecuted because the demons do not want you to mature in the ability of what the born again, born of God, born above, John chapter 3, Nicodemus, a teacher in Israel, learning from the teacher of heaven, the God of heaven, talking to the, the leader of earth, okay? They're the leaders of earth, and the leader of heaven is right there face to face, the creator of heaven and earth. God, Yahweh, is talking to the leader of earth, Nicodemus, you're the teacher of Israel and you know not these things. And he's teaching him how to lead people, how to baptize people, how to transfer the old covenant into the new covenant. How to transfer the old into the new. How to go from outside to inside. Look, Nicodemus had the softest heart. He's the one that buried Jesus as a king in a king's tomb, okay? You're not going to find a Pharisee in first century Israel, except maybe Apostle Paul, obviously, but his transition, he wasn't softened in heart while the Messiah was down here, was he? He's killing Christians. So the ones who had the softened heart to the Messiah, Nicodemus, in the Gospels. And so he's sincere, guys. He's genuine. We know, I know you are a teacher come from God. No one can do these miracles unless they're sent from God. I mean, it just wants to make me cry right now to have that kind of response and to be a part of the brood of vipers. You understand how much Nicodemus had to love God to be surrounded by a Molech and Saturn black cube of the fallen angels of the demons of the second heavens is what Acts 7 says about the Sanhedrin. And Nicodemus, a member of the Sanhedrin, had that kind of heart to Messiah? Do you even understand what a sign and wonder that is? That's the remnant inside organized Christianity. That's what Nicodemus represents. The ones in, there's a remnant in Roman Catholicism that love him. In Lutheranism that love him. In the E-Free Church. In all sections, divisions, and denominations of Christianity, there is a Nicodemus remnant. And God's speaking to you tonight. He is going to develop you in the midst of your divisions, your sections, your denominations, and your inner man born from above is going to mature in the midst of religion. In the midst of a brood of vipers, missionaries, set apart on the inside where you are on the outside that's the will of god you know we're all missionaries after we're born again you got jesus in you ambassadors of christ anywhere you bring that host body of the holy ghost you're going to be doing missions we're doing missions tonight gangsters following us to the broadcasting studio hanging out outside the garage having to call down law and order from the heavenly Sanhedrin upon these demons' brains and strike darkness. Listen, the enemy will try to take from you as much as you allow him to until your light is stronger than their darkness. Okay? 
So, building up the inner man, John chapter 3, God inside minded Christianity, not just a little sprite, not just a little wisp, not just a little fluffy cloud, not just a little care bear, not just a little unicorn. Unicorns are powerful though. We don't really understand the power of the unicorn yet. Someday. We're more like on Pegasus level. Horses with wings. Now I can agree with that. I know. I know where you're at. Even though we're fighting fantasy, some stuff is true in fantasy. Lord of the Rings theology. It's anointed, man. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. But there is a fantasy constructed by demons to keep born-again, Jesus-loving people. I can't say they're saints because sainthood requires a certain level of sanctification. They're not saints. What they are is carnal Christians, but they believe in Jesus and they're sincere. There's a sincerity to carnality and they're emotional about it, aren't they? They will manifest on you. They don't want to hear about spiritual development in the invisible part of them. They want something for their natural senses. They're like the orphans and the widows where they could only receive the service in the physical realm. Jesus Christ said of these, you'll always have those ones. They're called the poor with you. What are they poor in? Faith. You'll always have poor in faith around you. Ones that don't develop their spirit for spiritual ability. Truth anyhow. That's exactly what the Bible means when it says you'll always have the poor with you. You'll always have people around you that are carnal. That don't have spiritual ability. Now, you don't let them influence you. You certainly don't be carnal with them. But you're also not mean to them. Now, if they're demons come at you, you can be mean to demons. That's righteousness. King David says, I've hated demons with perfect hatred. If you don't hate demons, you don't love the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, we drive out demons. It is written. You can actually measure how much a person loves the Spirit of Jesus, who's here. God present with us right now is the Spirit of Jesus. You can measure how much a person loves the spirit, the heart of Jesus by how much they hate evil spirits, how much they hate Jezebel, false prophetic spirits, red dragon, pride spirits, knowledge spirits, Babylonian spirits, all the false counterfeits of Satan's kingdom pretending to be the kingdom of God. How much you hate that stuff is the exact measure of how much you love God. So you can tell most Christians don't really love God. They say they do up here, but only you can only love God in spirit and truth, the Bible teaches. And in order to have a spirit that loves God, you have to hate darkness. You have to hate shadows. Don't you love the sinner? You hate the sin. You can love the sinner, but if they keep on sinning, how many of y'all know they ain't going to be around because your love is judgment to them? Holy Ghost. Jesus. It's wild, man. The air is just foul in here. I just rebuke the devil and the power of the air. It's so bizarre, you guys. 
When I walk into the studio, the air is foul, instant phlegm. It doesn't exist the second I leave this place. So I just, whatever kind of demonic filth the enemy is cursing at our broadcasting studio, whatever the curses of Balaam, the curses of Janice and Jambres, through all these accursed false Christians cursing Red Letter Ministries, I just command that be washed away by the blood of Jesus. And if there's demons in you guys manifesting such a foul, terrible atmosphere in this place, just rebuke your own devils and just command them to be outside the broadcasting center. It's crazy, guys. Listen, I have crystal clear air around me all the time. I come in here, instant phlegm. I'm not blaming anyone in particular. I'm just telling you, there is a war against Red Letter Ministries stage. It's intense. You know, yesterday we showed you wrestling the black sun and the fiery darts of the evil one and these these people who curse us constantly. We've had a hundred thousand people rise up in a single month and pray witchcraft prayers against us. I've watched them. You count their numbers. Hundreds of thousands. You guys don't even have a grid for this kind of opposition to this level of righteousness it is intense it is intense this atmosphere is so opposed to teaching wisdom and teaching righteousness it is we need to cleanse minneapolis we need to cleanse the crack house we need to cleanse this air we need to cleanse these cables and cords we come on here and i demonstrate to you the wrestling of principalities live yesterday it's good that you saw that because that's the activity I do all the time off camera. You saw three minutes of how I normally spend at least three hours every single day for the last 16 years. And you saw three minutes of it. That's what I usually do. Cursing, destroying, anathema, all the works of the demons, devils, interceding on the mountain. What do you think the mountain is? It's the place of intercession. It's the place of the holy commandment of God, which is angels destroying devils. And so, since this is the release of where most people get the understanding of what Red Letter Ministries and Brandon Barthrop is, they tune in and this is their discernment, but you don't understand this is the most opposed time of the day. Since it's always 6 p.m., you can curse the 6 p.m. mark. You can pray it. We have people that tune in just to curse us every day. You understand that? They curse this ministry. They curse the viewers. They curse the partners. They've been doing it since I started this. Hundreds and hundreds of people, and you know it because most of you have been messaged by them or attacked by them by the hundreds. So I just want to welcome y'all to front line warfare it is real and it's life and death satan knows that most of you viewers are clueless clueless and we need to clue you in you don't understand apostolic intercession you barely understand the prophetic now some of you are more mature in the prophetic the ones in the true prophetic submitted to the spirit of prophecy walking the testimony of jesus are the most refreshing people to my soul in the universe thank you thank you 
for making my life easier because it's tough it is very very intense the opposition we continuously have especially towards the infants the young ones who are not trained in 20 years of elijah they're not trained in 20 years of moses and come in here and really are very very soulish because all infants are soulish and that's just the way it is so when people come in that are spiritual not soulish razor sharp and they begin to help and agree at the spirit of god and against the spirit of babylon there is encouragement in the message so one thing listen understand i want to impart into you wisdom and understanding of the ages against the fallen angels against the kingdom of hell against false christianity and all the dumb laodicean watered down junk in the earth the opposition is so fierce they want people to judge a certain way and think and control the mind a certain way and so they oppose the prophets of god so intensely that the prophets are always looking like the bad guys it is an a slander of the image of the prophet of god it's a slander of the image of the true sent leader of god if they can get you to doubt the image doubt the character character assassination you see all the same tactics of satan and his angels against righteous politicians in politics in america like herschel walker in georgia love him born again loves jesus come on now there are righteous born again baptized in the holy ghost speaking in tongues christians everywhere in the republican party okay what does satan do against righteousness in government slanders attacks lies manipulates tries to buy airtime spam on your cell phone spam on your tv gullible minds now the conservative christians are stubborn in a good way in a very good way against a lot of the slime of the potent sorceries of politics that's a good thing you need that if you are not stubborn in conservative policies you need that because it's biblical it's new testament morality if you don't have new testament morality you are totally immoral you're a devil and you practice sin and not sainthood you need new testament biblical morality that's foundational and graham lots level billy graham level salvation without that you're an abomination your christianity is jezebel sexual morality it's not christianity you're a demon and your christianity is demonic and immoral the fact that he even gets close around the glory of god shows you how desperate these demons are the morality of the baptist church wouldn't even tolerate half the crap in the charismatic church that's one thing they have is morality discipline 
excellence on the outer man. You need that, charismatic flakes. You need it. Me too. We need it. And if you're not a flake, just duck and let it hit the flake behind you. It's called get behind me, Satan. Amen? If you're clear, if you're clean, if your DNA is washed and scrubbed by the Holy Spirit and His anointed Word, then you can't take anything personally because you're being cleansed by the Word. The Word of God is not Greek knowledge in your Greek education system. you got to get the breasted goat of Pan, the goat of Greece, that's what the Bible calls that system of Satan, out of your souls. The goat is being stuck in your head even with the New Testament. That ain't biblical. That's satanic. If you practice goat and pan, you couldn't even be considered a Jew in the days of Jesus Christ. We practice goat and pan and Greece in our society. We have Greek education systems. We have Greek lambda, lambda, lambda universities. Sigma, Freud, Alpha, Delta, Zeta, Beta, universities, fraternities, sororities. Greece, man! You understand Greece is the abomination of the teaching of the Antichrist. The Bible says that Greece was the goat, the hairy goat in Daniel 7. Which means if you have Greek Christianity, not like interpreting the Greek words, but the system of understanding, the Greek wisdom. Greek wisdom is why you are accursed. Understand that? Greek wisdom blocks you from the real spiritual encounter of true Christianity. We need to be cleansed from Greece and Pan in our souls, in our DNA, our education systems. Listen, you can't even be a, a disciple of the kingdom unless Greece is burnt out of you. You understand that? You cannot serve the mountain of Greece. Greece is called a mountain in the Bible. It's one of the seven mountains of satanic hell. If you are on the mountain of Greece in your wisdom, in your education, in your the way that you think, you cannot be saved. You cannot. There's no Christianity on the seven-star mountain of the Hora Babylon of Revelation 18. It's fake. It's false. It is absolutely deceiving. You think you're okay because you have the knowledge. You're not okay. God is a spirit. If you are not a spiritual person on a spirit mountain, Duluth, Minnesota, ski all winter long on spirit mountain. If you are not on spirit mountain, you're not in the kingdom. You need the mountain of holy, crystal clear, living water of his word whose word is the bible the bible tells you whose word it is the holy spirit's word he's called the spirit of truth the word was given to prophets by the inspiration of who the bible tells you the holy ghost if you are not in the holy spirit's teaching and the holy spirit's interpretation you are not in God at all. You need a spirit.
spiritual interpretation of a spiritual letter that came from a spirit that anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And without the Spirit's anointing, Jesus is not the Messiah. But the Spirit remained on him. So the Scripture says that will be the evidence that Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah of God. But if the Spirit lifts, He's not the Messiah. Because the Spirit will come and the Spirit will lift. But on Him whom the Dove, who is the Holy Spirit, remains. He is the Messiah of God, the Savior of the world. Okay? Now you have that Savior. Now you have that Messiah. You have that Jesus. If you please Him, if you serve Him with all your heart, with all your emotions and feelings, with all your thoughts, and with all your ways, which is how you move your bones around in those bodies. You have a will. You have a soul. You have thoughts. You have cares. You have imagination. You have desires in you. If you don't give them to the Holy Spirit, you cannot be saved. You can't. What does the Bible say? The ones that are the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So the ones that are not led by the Spirit of God are not the children of God. They are not the children of God. They are the children of the devil. They pretend to be the children of God, and you people are so nice to the children of the devil, they constantly kill, steal, and destroy from amongst you. Some of them are just assignments to always be poor, always be terrible, always be fruitless. How did Jesus Christ in the Bible treat fruitlessness? Anathema, be cursed and thrown into the fire where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. You're nothing like Jesus. You're nice to the devil. If you're nice to sin, nice to devils, nice to trees that bear no fruit, you're being nice to Satan and you're being bad to God. That's why they're bad to the prophets because they're nice to demons. You call niceness to sin love. What an abomination. You understand that's devil worship. You're devil worshipers. Devil worship is the honor of the Satans. Do we honor the part? If you honor poverty, you're honoring demons. Truth anyhow. You need to break out of those prison systems of pits that demons put you in. People are dishonorable to me, but honorable to demons constantly. You can tell their maturity by how much they honor the spirit of a righteous man. How much they honor the spirit of a righteous woman. How much they honor the spirit of a prophet. How much they honor a spirit of a prophetess. But then... They honor these other spirits. What spirits are you honoring? Guys, there are spirits around here that we honor that are not God. We need to drive them out. Loose! 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 <laughs> and when you drive out dishonorable spirits, guess what you have? A house of honor. And I will repay double honor, it is written, for those who have been dishonored by a false brood of vipers of false Christians who only honor demons 
but dishonor the spirits of holy and righteous, sanctified, real virgins. What part of you is virgin? Every part of you, if you let the Holy Ghost be your Lord, spirit, soul, mind, and body. Better than the day you're born of flesh, because now you're born of God. If you let the born-again part of you of God grow, every part of you at a DNA level becomes the same DNA as Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible teaches. You will change into the exact likeness physically of the Messiah. So you're not just saved in spirit like Gnostic pagans. You're saved in flesh like Christians who eat his flesh. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Why? Because it's perfect flesh. It's perfect blood. And then we think, how do I even do that? I have demon-possessed false brethren say it's from just eating crackers and Welch's grape juice. No, I honor a communion. There's a real communion in the Bible. It's usually a feast. They didn't have just a little cup of water and a little cup of grape juice or a little cup of wine and a, a little bread. If you read what communion was in the Bible, it was called feasting. Acts calls it love feasts. A love feast is communion. The little ritual you do in charismatic paganism is not the communion. Communion was a feast of a fellowship honoring like the Last Supper. It's a whole supper. It's eating together. It's fellowshipping together. What does the Bible say revival looks like? Going from house to house, fellowshipping and eating with each other. At dinner tables. Feasting in righteousness and holiness and wisdom and fellowship. If you're not doing that, you're not taking communion. You're isolating, you're influenced by demons, and that's obvious. You need to become a feaster. Now, fasting is beneficial to get you out of the way, but it doesn't move God. God's the same yesterday, today, forever. It'll get your flesh clearer if you're all blocked up and bottled up. God can't be manipulated by man. Fasting cannot move the hand of God. You get you out of the way and God's God inside you and God just have his way right through you. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. If we tried to manipulate God by works, by prayer and fasting, Jesus called the prayers of people that are prayed a lot out of their head, he called it pagan paganism. You babble like the pagans. That's what Jesus Christ said in the Bible, that when you were praying constantly because you had no faith, Jesus Anytime he prayed, if you read the scriptures, it was just one and done. One and done. One and done. One and done. Why? Because he had perfect faith. Calm the storm. What do you say? Peace be still. Three, three words. Peace be still. Charismatic church, they get 100,000 people together. All lay. Pray towards the tornado, guys. Look at the Mediterranean Sea right now. We're going to die in Joppa. This storm is going to come into Jerusalem and kill everyone. Let the whole nation come and pray together against the storm. That's unbiblical, by the way. The Bible teaches that a prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Singular. Singular. But the pagans need numbers. Paganism, pagan Christianity, needs numbers because it's false Christianity. Elijah... A man like you, a man like me, Scripture says, 
He prayed and the rain stopped for three and a half years. He prayed again and it rained. One. Now the pagans had 950. The prophets of Baal and the prophets of Asherah, they needed 950 and they still couldn't conjure magic because the archangels and the power of God around the prophet as one just shut that whole dimension down. Your God ain't showing up. We have the whole spirit world on lockdown. But they had the numbers, and so when Elijah wasn't around, their numbers had some kind of pagan control through black magic arts, white magic arts, pale horse magic arts, and the demons that fell from heaven that they tried to connect with in the wandering stars. Truth in you. That's why it takes a whole lot of junk to do something in Satan's kingdom. If we can just fill a whole stadium... Then we'll have revival. That's what pagan Christianity says. The Bible says, no, that's not true. Noah, a righteous man, won, raised a standard, and drowned the world. The problem is, is because we're not God-inside-minded, and we don't understand the development of the God-sperm genetics in our spirit, and we don't grow our spirit, and it's just like we need external Old Testament stuff, we're not more powerful than the warlocks of politics. We're not. Not in that state. You develop your spirit, you will be. If you live out of your spirit, you will be more powerful than the warlocks of Babylon the Great, and they're everywhere around you. You don't have to wear a Harry Potter outfit to be a witch. You just have to be rebellious. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as sorcery. It is written. Book of Samuel. Amen. Rebellion is witchcraft. Most of you are witches. Because you still rebel and you never obey the Holy Spirit. Many Christians are witches. That's not like, oh, they come in from their coven and they oppose the prophet and get nailed to the wall. They're just full of rebellion. Rebellion is completely and totally allowed in Laodicean Christianity. It is. The pastors are often too cowardly to confront rebellion in churches you need to confront that stuff Satan will come in any possible way to kill steal and destroy he comes in with false Christianity he comes in with seven mountains he'll come in with stars he'll come in with angel forces he'll come in with signs miracles and wonders lying signs and wonders he'll come in with anything externally called magic arts what's the external stuff magic arts what's your spirit stuff born again righteousness it's righteousness, book of Revelation, versus magic arts. We're learning how to practice righteousness, and we're just beginning to see our enemies who practice magic. Truth in you, Christianity, mostly what you've known in the USA the last 300 years, has been magic. Magic, magic, magic. Magic is the manipulation of the natural realm by natural means. Okay? That's the definition of magic arts. Red magic, black magic, white magic, Janney's magic, Jambre's magic, Balaam, son of Beor, magic. The magicians of Egypt that have turned Christianity into Egyptian magic. That's why they're always screwed up, because you're under a magic spell. Because you're just in that part of you that's accursed. Now, if you get into the God sperm genetics, which is your spirit called repentance, 
all the magic comes off you. The magic arts, the magic spells, the sorcery, the manipulation, the witchcraft. And there's layer upon layer of it. Don't think this is a one-time deliverance. This is the whole curse of the fall, people. This is the whole cosmic tree of the knowledge of good and evil of Satan and his angels. It's the whole kingdom of hell working through magic arts. Sorcerers controlling souls as their dogs. Sorcerers and dogs. Or golems. Golem. Golem. Sorcerers and sorceresses have their little pets around them. Just like if you see, what's her name, Paris Hilton, she'll always have her little entourage of pet girls and pet boys. Those are her dogs. They're around her because she's rich, famous, and powerful, and beautiful. So boys will come around, girls will come around. Of course, they have to be of a certain cut and class and carrot for external you know, vanity. And then you have your little pets. All of you been around that your whole high school life we were around that whole sorcery system this is not something that you need to be trained at Hogwarts for it's called American magic society the magic kingdom oh Disneyland the magic arts it's your very entrenched existence in the USA for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years it's not just the USA it's Canada it's Europe it's Africa it's Asia it's the islands the whole earth is entrenched in magic. It's on the earth. These wandering stars are seven stars of the magic arts incarcerated in captivity. Where? In the earth. You are completely entrenched and engulfed in all the magic of the Satans. Most of you are born in the magic arts in your very blood. That's why kids need exorcisms. Some of you need deliverance in utero. I got delivered in utero. Did you know that? I needed more deliverance later on. But when I was two months old in the womb, God wasn't having it. My mom told me that her womb got filled with the Holy Spirit when I'm two months old, pregnant in the womb. And for 10 days, it felt like electricity and lightning jolting through her body. So... You can have deliverance in utero. Pigs in the parlor. You need to watch it. Uh, search for it on YouTube. Babies need exorcisms. Because it's in the blood. It's in the magic. It's what magic is, people. You look in this audience. All of you need different measurements of deliverance from magic arts. Every single person here. There's not a person on this planet that doesn't need more deliverance from more magic in Jesus' name. And when you get it in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, in your bones, and in your marrow, you will be more like Jesus and less like Satan. In your action, in your word, and in your thoughts, in your abilities, in your excellence, in your refinement, and the quality of your life will go from glory to glory. And that's how you get out of poverty. That's how you get out of religion. That's how you get out of debt or any pit that magicians and all the magic of the seven mountains of the seven stars that fell from heaven. That's what the seven mountains are. There's seven mountains of magic. This is your arch nemesis, people. The Bible says these things. Now, I know a lot of you are coming out of total 
fake Christianity and you've never been taught about magic. If you are to do a basic search of magic in the Takarta Bible app, I think you'll be shocked how much it's mentioned in the Bible. It is your arch nemesis. It's the ability of rebellion. It's the ability of sorcery. In Jesus' name, it must be destroyed in your spirit for the Word of God to grow in your spirit. Magic works in your spirit so that at the core of your being, your very root systems corrupt. That's how you get a root of bitterness after you're born again. That's how you get a root of greed, a root of lust, a root of pride, a root of stubbornness. These roots in you, it's not just the roots of all evil, the love of money. That's what that symbolizes is all idolatry of all roots and root magic. Root magic is a real deal. Because if they get you in your spirit, your whole identity of soul, emotions, mind, and thoughts is corrupted and you don't know who you are. That's why root magic is some of the highest level sorcery in Babylon the Great. And it works in your bellies. And that's why some of you can't be spiritual and you're always natural because your roots are cursed. And you might have cursed them by your words or agreeing with the enemy. Or it could have been very often sorcerers or sorceresses that have already traded with demons for your spirit to have their roots in you, to have their hooks in you, to control you and manipulate to manipulate you as their golems, as their dogs. Now, Christians don't like to hear this stuff because we're like, oh, we're free, I speak in tongues. You're clueless. You need to learn righteousness at a Moses level on the mountain. Moses had understanding of Janes and Jambres and Balaam Sinabior and constantly kicked their asses. He just destroyed the shit out of them in Jesus' name. And you will too. You will beat the hell out of magic when you get discipled in righteousness, holiness, judgment of the Word of God on the holy mountain. Then magic can't work in you. And it'll transfigure your personality. It'll develop your eyes. The DNA in your eyes will change. The DNA in your ears will change. You know it's stopping up ears? Magic snakes. You know what's stopping up your spirit? blockages in your heart magic in your heart now all sin is of the magic arts you can read about that it's written in the book of revelation all sin and everything that falls short everything that's holding you back from ascending and walk walking in the stars with enoch being around holy angels seeing holy angels having your life crystal clear and sparkling every area of your life blessed every area of your life holy and magnificent in God's glory, all of that decrease, all of that dimness, all of that lack of brightness is all because of the magic arts. So because this stuff is so opposing me on my stage, that's why I'm teaching you. The reason why I come up here and it's like phlegm, I come up here and there's arrows going into my throat, that's magic arts. Now, I came out of extreme sorcery and magic. I know what it is. So we need to teach it so you can reveal it and then destroy its power because once magic is brought into the light of the Shekinah God I am, that I am and whom I serve as a son of God of God's own genetics, 
and you bring it out through your spirit. You bring it out through your roots. You bring it out through your souls and the flesh and the blood in the four chambers of your heart. And you bring it out through the head and the bones. And the magic is extracted out of you. Guess what springs up through you? The river of life. Now you understand what you're saved from. You're saved from Satan's magic, which was the illusion in the eyes of Eve to look upon that tree and have it be beautiful in appearance, to look upon disobedience, to look upon religion, to look upon unbelief, to look upon the realm of the natural, apart from God's own eyes, is what the magic and the illusion and all of that grand illusion, sorcery, wizardry, and magic arts that's constantly working from the sons of disobedience in the nations to keep you deceived in your five senses to never see God and always be groping about in darkness, darkness on the land, deep darkness on the people. I can't see God. I want to believe. I want to believe this crazy stuff that Brandon says at Joel's bar. I can't even believe he's a prophet, let alone an apostle. I have no faith, and it's all because of magic. Magic is the realm of faithlessness. The true magic, if you want to even go there, and we don't even need to go there right now because I'm not about redeeming stuff. I want crystal clear teaching. Okay? The magic arts in the description of the Bible, there's no positive magic from Genesis to Revelation. Now, when you learn how to speak wisdom to, to the great wise men you can use anything because you're coming from the realm of purity and holiness and righteousness to the to the pure all things are pure but you're not pure and you're not wise that's why you stumble over advanced righteous teachings and you don't actually understand it it just becomes greek knowledge in your brain and you think it's funny like when you redeem curse words and act rebellious because it's not actually wisdom prophets did the crazy stuff that looked like sin because they were doing it out of sanctification. Ezekiel did shocking things that had the appearance of sin out of his sanctified soul, so it wasn't sin to him, but unrighteous people, religious people, would judge the high priest of Israel, whose name is Ezekiel, who wrote that book in the Bible, and they would judge him wicked. And by judging sanctification as wickedness, the judgment of God's sanctification came upon Israel. That's why shock prophets like Isaiah, like Ezekiel, like Jeremiah, do those things. And Jesus Christ and John the Baptist were both shock prophets as well. Truth anyhow. The reason why is to get the carnal senses full of the magic arts to attack the sanctified part of the glorious freedom of the sons of God, of true inner man of the angel of the Lord, I am formed in the spirit that they're totally blinded to because they're just carnal chimpanzees, just out of Greek Christianity, living out of their five physical senses like demons, instead of their own spirit. They don't even know where their spirit is. They're not regenerated. They're not holy. They have no faith. They can barely believe anything in the Bible. They don't even read the Bible half the time. They just watch the news. They watch Fox News and self-justify with conservative politics. They'll watch more Jeff Foxworthy than they were a, a Bob Jones. <laughs> uh-huh. I tell you what, 
God didn't even allow me to go and start redeeming stuff until I had a total rock solid Elijah level of prophecy formed in my spirit head to toes. I mean, years and years and years and years of training in the Shekinah glory of practicing holiness, praying in tongues to build up my spirit eight hours a day for pretty much the first 14 years of my born again existence because the devil's trying to kill me every day. So if I didn't build up my spirit, I die. You understand that? Through survival instincts alone, I built up my spirit using whatever God gave me to sustain my spirit against the evil spirits constantly trying to kill me. Constantly. It's interesting. I was thinking about this with the Holy Ghost and the angels this week. Satan through sin tried to kill me 20 times before I was a Christian. 20. Satan through religion when I'm practicing holiness tried to kill me 20 times since I've been in full-time ministry. It's like 40 time of testing. It was like death in myself, in my own sins before I'm saved. Then it's death in the Satan's outside my body against my salvation. And it was like 2020, hindsight 2020, eagle vision, trying to kill you whenever you're sinning, you're killing yourself. And if you stop sinning, then they try to kill you externally through persecution through attacking all of your financial partners, through slander and gossip, through lying and character assassination and any means possible to destroy your public image, which is murder of the fallen angels, which I have incurred more in this generation than any person on earth. Truth in you. It is because of what is formed in me that Satan destroys my public image so that you judge me externally a certain way so you won't listen to me or take my word seriously to have the same maturity of righteousness and holiness formed in you. If he can get you to agree with the demons against the apostles and prophets, and it's really against the apostolic because the apostolic is so exceedingly greater than the prophetic. It's not even comprehensible it's not even comprehensible and if he can get you to judge the apostolic as unrighteous you have cut off any potential possibility of the maturity of your own spirit the rest of your lives that's why the fallen angels are so desperate to slander red letter ministries wake up understand it truth anyhow amen It's not that we seek persecution. We obey God in everything and we get persecuted for it so severely on American soil. Most of you white picket fence suburban Christians can't even comprehend it. And I'm not making fun of you. It's truth. That's why you have no grid for the the reality of advancing the kingdom in America which is a high-level concentration of magic. Oh, man. You start talking about the magic arts around these Christians. I watch businessmen. They come in here. They might even say, oh, yeah, Brandon, he's got anointing. He's got a gifting to a certain type of people. I've seen this hundreds and hundreds of times. But the businessmen are so cowardly 
to connect, to disconnect and to circumcise their connections to the spirit of Babylon and the kingdom of Satan that they rely on for money. That if they came into this unknown kingdom of this radical, crazy prophet guy, they might not have a consistent income, which is the biggest lie in the whole world. You'd actually have a hundred times more. But you're cowards and you're basing success on something stable and predictable in the realm of the dead through magic. Magic is the worst investment you could ever place your business, your family, anything of money. You people are more satisfied and secure investing in magic, magic arts, and economies that are all inside a satanic magic kingdom. Magic is stolen light. Magic is stolen everything of the angels that are thieves that only come to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what they're doing. You can feel it in this place. There's so much magic in here. You're clueless. It's no joke. And I just need you to just chill out, calm down, Stop acting like a clown and just for a minute be serious. I know it's impossible for some of you because your DNA is so damaged and you're so deceived. I just need you to just chill out and let the teaching go forth without your mixture of your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. It is so intense in this place. <laughs> it's so there is such a confrontation against the magic arts and <laughs> I love you guys but you're totally clueless clueless you think you know you don't know some of you actually are in your spirit the sanctified part of you and you can actually see what I'm doing right now I'm not talking about that I'm talking about the ones that are just totally filled with anti-christ magic arts and they think it's God you are the ones that are opposing Jesus Christ and so in Jesus' name, we just take authority over all the magic arts of Balaam and all flesh and all blood and all souls and all human spirits, all the spirits of men and women watching online and in this place and in the whole body of Christ. Amen? And in the whole body of Christ to be cleansed in a baptism of fire, to heal your spirit to heal your soul, to heal your mind, and to heal your bones and marrow from magic arts. And to have a, a deeper, more mature relationship with the Holy Ghost. Where the seven spirits of God are burning in your bones. So you can actually just feel the fire of the Word of God burning in your bones. You can feel the fire the personality of the Father, the seven spirits of God is God the Father, the person, the personality of the Father burning in your hearts. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with Him along the way, illuminating the Scriptures? Amen. <laughs> that means He was changing their personalities. He was changing their souls. Jesus in his resurrected form, in his messianic anointing, he was sharing himself with them at a DNA level. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, blood of my blood. Can you drink this cup? The cup of his blood. The cup of his body. 
the body of Christ? Can you change? Can you get out of your own blood? Your blood is why you're full of madness. Your blood. You can't be in your human blood. You can't be in your dad and mom's blood and be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay? The reason why there's such intense madness is because of how much sin is in human blood. Jesus' blood is other. I want to just calm this down and go into the blood of Jesus because there's a solution to every problem in wisdom and revelation. And it's intense. There's so much surgery going on right now. There's change. Some of you are going to have upgrades tonight in your blood. It's going to be more of the blood of Jesus and less of the blood of you, which will be a greater mental clarity, a greater brightness in your soul, a greater bright brightness in your bones, a greater brightness in your flesh, and things will get easier for you. The reason why, now, a lot of you online too, a lot of you people, you don't understand bloodline curses, and you mock these things, and it's just goofy, you just tune in to mock the, the high things of the Spirit. I know, I know there's a lot of clowns that reject the gates of the kingdom, that just come around to mock. They do that to distract the people that want to enter the gates of the kingdom. The Bible says the wicked would sit at the gates and block entrance into the gates of the kingdom. Jesus Christ, red letters. So many of these people have demonic assignments from their demons to just come around red letter ministries and not allow people to enter the gates of the literal kingdom of heaven to learn the teachings of heaven, to learn the word of heaven, to follow and obey the Spirit of God, the God of heaven. So these, a lot of these people that are messaging you, slandering, gossiping, mocking, and are just really, really slimy, demonically anointed people are doing their father's business and their father is the devil. The more anointed a ministry is, the more righteous a ministry is, the more the demonic assignments will be against it. It's always been that way. Truth and yet, look at how much Jesus was opposed. Most anointed ministry of all time. And how many demonic assignments were around Jesus' ministry? All of them. All of them. The Bible says all the demons were around condemning and slandering and gossiping. That's what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John expose. The satanic demonic assignments that are all over the place here, guys. All over the place. It's the same exact spirits 2,000 years later of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you can feel them out there opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if you go through these gates, the demons lose you. And if the demons lose you, more people go into the Spirit. They get discipled in the Spirit. They become powerful in the Spirit. They become, like Jesus, Christians, which means their inner man is fully angelic. Their inner man can be more powerful than Prince Michael, the archangel. That's the potential of everyone's born-again spirit if they enter the kingdom gates. No, everyone's listening to Jesus Christ. Understand the Bible. Everyone's listening to the Lord Jesus, but he came later on and had to confront a people that were blocking his listeners from entering into the Spirit. These snakes of magic would hold the gate in the invisible realm so that their minds would not go into the Spirit. 
You are surrounded by warlocks and witches right now. Don't be paranoid about it. But it's the truth anyhow. Babylon the Great is a kingdom of warlocks and witches as a kingdom. This world system you're in, that you're being separated from, is a kingdom where all flesh and blood is steeped 1,000% in the magic arts. And the only thing different about God's people is beginning to practice righteousness, holiness, integrity, humility, and all the nature of Christ's purity in spirit and in truth. The Bible says, come out of her, my people. What are you coming out of? Magic. You're coming out of the realm of the dead and how the realm of the dead operates in these seven mountains of seven stars. You're coming out of Satan's kingdom, not just spiritually because you're born again, but with your soul and with your mind and with your bones because you want every part of you to be saved. That's why the teaching gets more and more strict the higher you go on the mountain because more of you is getting saved. We're not just saving your spirit anymore. We're saving your soul, we're saving your mind, and we're saving your 206 adult bones to be in the baptism of fire so you can't get sick, so you can't have physical problems, and we'll do it together. This is how the kingdom company advances in righteousness, understanding the gates of the kingdom. Jesus Christ says, I love the gates of the kingdom more than any other place. Cleanse these snakes from the gates in Jesus' name. Let the snakes and the serpents and all the serpent-class Christian witches and the serpent-class Christian warlocks that stand at the gates of the kingdom of heaven be struck down by cherubim lightning. I call down the lightnings of righteousness of the luminaries upon these snakes at the gates. So that those that seek and desire the kingdom can enter the gates of Zion. To can enter the spirit. To enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Like little children. Little children have to have a free gate to enter the kingdom. Otherwise adults will stand there. Fake false maturity. False authority. Pharisees. Sadducees. Teachers of the Bible rebellious people all kinds of temptations will be at the gate on purpose these demons know where the gates are half the time the host bodies out here in internet land don't even know that they're being the host bodies blocking viewers from the gates they just come in and they just don't even they're so ignorant of their own demonized souls that they don't even have to try to block the gate They're just carnal and will block the gate by being sinners. Understand that. You need to understand gates. Job 29. God anointed me as judge of his people to stand at the gate. There's gates at every single level as your spirit man goes from glory to glory. There will be gatekeepers on the mountain of the Holy Spirit. The mountain of the Lord rising as chief of all the mountains in the last days. It already rose. It's called Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Now you just need all your gates unstopped. You understand that? 
the demons, the scrolls, the magic, all of the lies that you're force-fed from birth, getting unstopped in your senses, getting unstopped in your heart, getting unstopped in your spirit for the river to flow all the way from the mountain of the Garden of Eden. Mount Zion goes in the Garden of Eden and goes four heavens higher than Eden. The same mountain already in your spirit right now goes higher than the heavens. Why aren't you experiencing absolute perfection of the seventh heaven? Witchcraft, magic arts, gatekeepers, vipers, what are lies, snakes, where are the snakes? At the gates. This is what Jesus Christ said in the Bible. You Pharisees block the gates of the kingdom. So those who desire to go into the kingdom, the dominion of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, which is into the word of God, into the glory of God, into the holiness of God, into the brightness of the Holy Spirit, into the brightness of the Son of Righteousness, into the brightness of the light of the moon that is for healing, into the brightness of the path of lightnings, of the names, actions, and deeds, and the laws of the luminaries of the path of Enoch. You block them every single gate so no spirit that seeks God can find it. Because Satan's kingdom understands God's kingdom because they fell from it. And they don't want you to grow in the kingdom. They don't want you to grow up and mature in spirit. They want you soulish and dull. They want you carnal and weak. They want you fleshly and unrighteous. They certainly don't want you wise. Because if you're wise, you start killing beasts. Proverbs 9.1 Wisdom kills her beasts. Therefore, she mixes her wine. What is that? It's all the stuff you've conquered through all the gates of building the seven pillars of wisdom. Each pillar of each elevation as the seven spirits of God, the kingdom of heaven, the seven mountains of God the Father that go up into the seventh heaven, which is the seven spirits of God. The Holy Ghost is the mountain. The Holy Ghost is the mountain. Which means if you keep growing in the Holy Ghost past Pentecostalism, past Charismania, hey, past Glory Stream, and you keep going, whoo, there's Enoch. There's the gates of the sun. There's the gates of the clouds of the sky. There's the chariot of the clouds. There's the chariot of the sun. There's the chariot of the moon. There's the great chariots prepared for you to ascend in the heavenlies. What does the Bible say, book of Acts? Philip, evangelist, attached your soul to the chariot. Where did he go? He was teleported instantly five miles away. Listen, guys. God wants you to rise up in spiritual ability and its natural understanding of sorcery, its natural understanding of magic arts, it's a natural understanding Jesus Christ teaching about your enemies being snakes, Pharisees, and gate blockers. What are the keys of David? The sword of the Spirit to open doors that no one can shut. What are these doors? The doors of the increase of the maturing of your spirit. Amen. These are the doors of God. These are the gates of God. These are the windows of the storehouses of the heavens of God. And the devil will be totally destroyed when you go through them.
This is the narrow way. Why is it narrow? Because the enemy is all around you in the feast table prepared for you to get your spirit man built up through gate, 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 window, 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 chariot, 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 ascension, 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 resurrection, resurrection, higher, 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 until there is such a fortification of righteousness in your angelic armor that you're operating as a head of days and a son of man. And this is what it's going to take to get you through the gates. First of all, in the earth, there's the sheep gate. That's one, which is slaughtering your pride, humility. I need to be saved in my mind from Greek Christianity. I can't come in here from any other gate other than the gate of the sheep master, the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus Christ said, I am the gateway to the Father. That's the cross of Adam, of the second Adam, in the dirt, in the dust, in the earth, for carnal people with no spirituality. You go in that gate, you could be the most barbaric, bodybuilding, DNA-focused, natural health food idiot in the entire world with all of your focus on the natural realm with zero wisdom, and you enter that gate, you're spiritual now. You go through that gate in the dirt, in the dust, as a mud man with no previous spirituality. You were never preconditioned to be a spiritual person, but now the Spirit of Jesus possesses your spirit, possesses your soul, possesses your mind, possesses your body, because Jesus is a life-giving Spirit, and His Spirit is in the dust of the earth. His Spirit is in the dirt. Golgotha is in the dirt. Calvary is in the mud. In the sin of man, the Lamb was crucified outside the city gates with sinners. That's the dung heap of Jerusalem. That is the manure pile where they throw the feces and the urine of Israel. That's where he was crucified, by the way. If you didn't know it, now you know. In the manure of Jerusalem. It was the dung heap. That's where they throw the piss. That's where they throw the feces of the rich upper class rulers of Jerusalem. The dung gate. Jesus Christ was crucified on a manure pile so that you could get out of your manure into the city and get washed as you walk with him along the way clearer brighter cleaner in spirit cleaner in heart cleaner in blood cleaner in brain cleaner clearer brighter in mind cleaner clearer brighter in bone cleaner clearer brighter in marrow so that you are the same exact likeness as Jesus Christ of these ones He's not ashamed. Why? Because they physically bear his image of his DNA. The rest of that stuff, that ain't God. That's you. That's sin. That's your own personality. That's your own past influence. Your own woundedness that you bring in the prophetic. Now you got a spirit of rejection. Your own woundedness that you bring into ministry. 
My parents weren't perfect, and so I got wounds. Someone picked on me in school. I, I have all these memories, stuff in DNA. DNA is recorded memories. That's what DNA is. It's the record of the experience of the animal flesh and the animal blood. Well, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony or the record of the experience of Jesus who ascended on high and is seated at the right hand of God, which cleanses your DNA. So you don't have the record of you. You have the record of Jesus, which is getting engrafted into the generations of Luke and Matthew. Luke chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1. The genealogy of the tree of life, which is a family tree of perfect DNA. Of that tree, you get the inheritance of the whole earth. But if your DNA is not the same as Jesus, forget about it. You'll get into magic. You'll get into rebellion. You get into false pagan Christianity. Jesus only gives inheritance to those who are engrafted into the olive tree. And if the natural branches were cut off and you wild branches are engrafted in, what will become of you if you disobey the Holy Spirit? Romans 11 says, you will be utterly destroyed by your sin and blasphemy and pagan Christianity. If he spared not the natural branches, do you think he'll spare you? Romans 11, it is written. It is written. He's not going to spare you. You can't brown nose the tree. The tree is based on the laws of the luminaries. It's based on angels that don't even listen to your excuses. They will see you taking Jesus serious. They'll listen to Jesus. They'll never listen to you. If Jesus is formed in you, Jesus' DNA, Jesus' blood, Jesus' flesh, Jesus' word, Jesus' father, Jesus' inheritance, Jesus' kingdom, then the stars begin to listen. Then the angels begin to listen. Then the celestial bodies are shaken. Does the Bible say angels listen to obey his word? What's his word? God's DNA. You're born again of God's incorruptible sperm, Greek word DNA, of the word of God. God's word. Angels are hearing and listening for the word. They don't listen to your words. They never will. Don't babble like pagans. Change into the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God remain forever. That's the old heavens and the old earth. They are passing away by a people who have God's word in spirit and in truth and in action and in deed and in DNA and in soul and in flesh. These ones are in the narrow path. These are the ones that are leading the body of Christ. And everyone not following the flesh and blood of Jesus getting formed in obedient spirit beings that are taking their temples up into higher realms of inheritance that most people can't even imagine that are available right now. Most people in charismatic Christianity can't even imagine what's available in the new covenant. There are seven spirits of God blazing here like seven mountains of real gemstones and real fire and a real sapphire throne of God that goes up to God the Father's throne. And these seven spirits of God, that's your elevator. I mean, find Christians that are God-inside-minded, 
building seven pillars of wisdom of the sevenfold Holy Ghost in their innermost being at the expense of their American souls and all the American stuff around them. I mean, we're the only remnant probably doing it in the USA. And if anyone else is doing it, they probably watch Joel's bar and don't give us credit for it. Truth anyhow. This has never been done before. You have never had people pioneer the true sevenfold anointing of the Messiah and God inside-mindedness into Enoch's righteousness. This has never happened. We have never had celestial garments. It was mentioned in the New Testament to the first century church. They never walked in it. The only person recorded to have walked in it was John. What was the evidence that John was walking in cosmic garments, dominion over elements? He was 92 years old. They boiled him in oil and his skin didn't come off. He wasn't harmed. They poured him out of the oil, Josephus writes, onto the fiery coals at a 92-year-old and he was unharmed in his body. How can a 92-year-old man not be harmed by boiling oil in a large cauldron? You had dominion over the elements. This is how the universe works, people. This is how it works. This is a teaching. Dominion is a teaching. What Satan doesn't want you people to understand is understanding the knowledge of the glory, understanding the teaching of spiritual science, understanding the teaching of Enoch and how to practically conquer and overcome death in the luminaries over elements. They want to incarcerate you by fearing the stars and being ensnared in elements. Paul called them elemental spiritual forces of wickedness, which means your mind is stopped up with the elements, with darkness. You have a black mind, a black heart, and a black earth. And everything is just paranoid, schizophrenic, fearful about everything, fearful about 5G, fearful about Joe Biden, fearful about everything, except the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom. We need the fear of God to get all the blackness out of our earth, all the blackness out of our sun, all the blackness out of our moon, to be a cosmic universe of righteousness that has no darkness in it at all. The Colossians cosmic Christ. Now you're in Christ, so you can be as cosmic as Jesus Christ, whom the book of Colossians says fills the universe with his spirit. Which means you don't have to be on earth anymore. But you will be if you're carnal and unholy and religious and fearful. Fear is a covenant to the natural realm of the dead holding you down. Fear is a covenant to demons. Don't even give creation a bad name. So because we're going past barbaric church age teaching now into kingdom age teaching, let's understand fear is a covenant with the altar of a demon. Any fear that's not the fear of the Lord is unholy and unwise. And it's why your minds are confused and why there's a lack of breakthrough in your life and why you're slow to understand and dull of speech and dull of mind. It's all because of having your soul siphoned by faith and trust and external things. It's not even creation because creation longs for the sons of God. It's demons. It's thousands and thousands of your demons from your sins of not being in right standing with your heart. So we repent and cut that stuff off of our spirit, get it out of our spirit, all the roots. Some of your people's roots are so bad. 
John the Baptist said, the axe is already at the root of the tree. Some of you are born cursed in your roots. And you just need the roots of David. Lay hands on the babies right in their bellies and just say, I've released the sevenfold Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ of Nazareth as new roots into this child's spirit. You need to do that. You need the roots of David. You need the roots of the tree of life. You need the messianic anointing of the seven spirits of God from birth. Otherwise, you're not safe. You might die at three. You might die at 10. You might die at 20. You might die at 30. You might die at 60. But you will certainly die prematurely if you're not walking in original design of the seven pillars of wisdom of Proverbs 9.1. Where you have no future because you haven't even begun in God's original design of incorruptibility of the seven spirits of God. Pentecost was the receiving of the incorruptibility of God's anointing on the Messiah, Jesus Christ. The same exact thing that Jesus used to conquer death, he gave you at Pentecost. And we just speak in tongues and interpret tongues and create assemblies of God denominations, and we think that's what Jesus is. It's not! You're wrong! You're totally lost! It is the overcoming of death in the spirit and the overcoming of death in the soul. The soul is seven interior castles. And the seven spirits of God are the only thing that will heal and restore your soul. It's a much higher knowledge than any gift. It's a much higher relationship than just daddy. Than freedom. And all this goofy, black sun, demonic filth in your garbage Christianity. It's a righteousness like unto Moses. It's burning on the mountain in immortality with the idiots down below practicing carnality. There's wise men on the mountain and there's idiots in the sand. Some of you are absolute idiots. Some of you are absolute wise men. It's all determined by mountain or sand. Mountain or sand. Mountain or sand. Repent of being fools and come up the mountain and be wise and let your souls be filled with the master. Master! Master! Metallica is coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> Truth or not, I hate Metallica. Just want to mess with you people because you need it. Because even this teaching tonight put into grease. It put it into the goat. <laughs> Some of you get in spirit. Some of you getting purified in soul. Wherever you're at, the gospel will build up your spirit. If you're getting the gospel of righteousness from the midheavens. If people that have overcome the world are talking to you. When you listen to them, and practice what they practice with all your spirit. Not the soulishness, not you. Sacrifice the soulishness for the born-again spirit part of you to rise up and de destroy and annihilate the soulishness. If you're doing that, you will rise from the dead. You will always go from glory to glory. It's a guarantee. You'll have success. You'll have victory. You can come out of any pit. You can come out of any poverty. You can come out of any dumpster. You can come out of any nation. Any This works in the whole planetary system. This is the real gospel. 
There is nothing that can hold you down if your spirit man is being built up from the overcomers. Overcomers of what? Greek word, cosmos. The overcomers of everything under the sun. The overcomers of sorcery and witchcraft. The overcomers of magic. That's the only thing you have to overcome. Is the magic of the world of the Satans of Babylon the Great, which is everything outside of you that you've known since birth. So it's everything. You have to overcome the whole world. That's what the Bible commands you to do as a normal Christian nine times. Blessed are they who conquer and overcome. Blessed are they who conquer. Blessed are they who overcome. Nine times. Revelation 2 and 3. You have to conquer, 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 overcome, overcome. More and more magic, magic, magic. And your spirit man will practice more and more oil, 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 which is wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Until you have crystal clear eye salve of seven eyes that you can look at the whole situation in the planetary system, in the world, and in the universe, and teach accurately from the heavens, like I do at Joel's Bar every day. From a position in a throne in the heavens, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What are you going to build for me? Man can't build up into the heavenlies. Only angels can. That's why they go into witchcraft, to get up into the heavens, to become great and rich and famous and a celebrity in the world. You have to use devils. Accept Jesus Christ, the sheep gate to the Father. And you can go through that one narrow gate. If you come as a child, if you come teachable in humility, then if you keep growing, Jesus part of you. Not you, but the Jesus part of you. And grow in Jesus. He must increase. You decrease. Your goofiness decreases. His wisdom increases. And if His wisdom increases and your goofiness decreases, He will rise in your spirit in the same likeness as Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, without your weirdness and additions of your own spirit, soul, mind, or flesh. What about my uniqueness? Your uniqueness is sin. True uniqueness is Jesus. Once you've walked in with Jesus for a long, long time, faithfully with all your spirit, you'll realize why it's such a narrow path. Because all the false freedoms of all this external junk, even in your spirit going out and doing stuff, it's not Jesus. You have to be under the Master forever. I know the kingdom is a kingdom of order and rank, for I am a man under authority myself. Say the word and my daughter shall be healed. Because I understand how the kingdom works. The Roman centurion understood this was the highest ranking man in a kingdom of power and authority. You will come under that man's authority all the days of your discipleship life. And if you don't, you won't be with him because you're not under him. That's how the kingdom of God, one God, Jesus Christ, works. Please His throne. Serve His throne. His throne is in you. Give Him your mind and all the seven mountains of sin and filth of the Satans and your brain and your senses and your heart and your blood and your DNA and sacrifice your whole soul as a living sacrifice to the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ in your belly every day consistently practicing righteousness and uprightness of heart 
then everything will clear up in your heart, soul, and mind, and body, and eyes, and you will have vision like an eagle. And everything will become clear around you. There will be no deception, no worldliness, no paganism, no false Christianity, no angels of light pretending to be the Holy Spirit, no lying signs and wonders. You'll have rigid righteousness and cherubim lightning round about you like a guard. And you can call down lightning from the stars and strike wickedness with the command. With the command of your mouth. The cherubim lightning of the stars of the path of Enoch. Of righteousness. Of the ephod of the angel I am whom I serve. Will strike down through the twelve portals of your heart. From the heart of hearts God the Father in the third heaven. And the stars will obey. And the stars will war from their righteous courses. And their light will appear at the appointed time through the maturity of your spirit and incinerate your enemies in all the earth as the sun sets in the west and rises in the east. So it will burn up all the darkness in between through all spirits, souls, minds, bodies, bones, and marrow in Jesus' name with ever-increasing natural kavod riches of glory in Jesus name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Just kidding. We're back. This is a stick up. Give us all your money and no one gets hurt. <laughs> no, obey the Holy Ghost in prophetic revelation. Don't be a withholding spirit. If you're poor, give out of your poverty. If you're middle class, give out of your middle class. If you're upper class, give out of your upper class. In the measurement you give, that'll be the measure pressed down, overflowing. They'll be given back to you in finances into the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. It is written, Red Letter Ministries. Amen.